No surprise, the stakes could not be higher for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. This is a showdown we've been waiting for and a little bit different, not just because Patrick Mahomes has to go to Buffalo this time, Perloff, which is rare. All the playoff games have been in Kansas City so far through this rivalry. But these are not like two of the best teams these two guys have played on. No. You know, both of these teams are pretty flawed. Like the, you know, Bills defense keeps losing guys left and right. Uh, you know, at, at one time this season they were six and six. I mean, it looked really bleak. And for Patrick Mahomes, while the defense is good for him this year, the offense has been really wonky. So in a lot of ways, it kind of feels like it puts an extra spotlight on the two quarterbacks because it's not like they're playing with these two juggernaut teams around them. But a a bizarre way that could help the Bills because it encourages them to not sling the ball all over the field. And when they do that, sometimes Josh Allen throws picks. I was just looking at a prop bet on Josh Allen uh, for an interception. Do you know that the odds say that he's not going to throw any interceptions? That it's under point five is is juiced uh, to the under. So people think that Josh Allen is not throwing the ball like he used to, which is exactly what you've been saying the Bills should do forever. So the fact that they really are are not, you know, Gabe Davis is in and out of lineup. The fact that they're not full strength actually makes them more conservative and in a way more dangerous. In a way, this is maybe a more dangerous Bills team. I don't. I I think. You're way too close to the project, so you have no idea what's going <laughs> I can't on there. See this I think a lot of people, a lot of NFL insiders and experts view this as a extremely dangerous Bills team. Uh, one, because the the way the AFC is lining up and the Chiefs are down. I'll agree with that. Uh, just the fact that they have to run the ball now is what they should have been doing all along. Maybe they could have salted away that lead a couple years ago in yeah. the 13-second game. Yeah, they had just committed to the run. I, it's funny. I, I think that... While it is better for the Bills' offense if they are relying more on the run game, Josh Allen is such a part of the run game. So yeah. it's James Cook and it's Josh Allen. And, you know, he's going to have to play a version of hero ball. It's just not the kind, I think, that leads to those kinds of interceptions. It yeah. can't be the hero ball of trying to go for everything on, you know, first down or, you know, you don't – you hand the ball off on first down, you get maybe two yards and all of a sudden you're second and eight and you decide to go for a 40 yard bomb. Like that's not what that type of hero ball can't look like that him running the ball guys. I mean, that's the only way they can win and you might not like it. And Perloff, you think that he exposes himself to injuries. That's a conversation for another day. You're here in the divisional round at home against your biggest rival who you can't beat in the playoffs. Josh Allen has to run the ball. Yeah. But by the way, on the other side, Patrick Mahomes relatively healthy right now. He's going to run like crazy too. I think so. so. Uh, yeah, this is a throw everything out the window, try anything you do. It's going to be a close game. I, I like both those guys. If we're talking props, whatever the rushing over is on Josh Allen, take it because it's going to also the other thing too is you are not a weather person, but there's no way the the way the weather has been lining up for all three of the outdoor games. There's no way we're going to see aerial attacks. This game is going to be one on the ground for sure. Let's hear a little from these. Uh people involved. How about Patrick Mahomes excited about the opportunity to play in Buffalo? Obviously, I've been lucky enough to play a lot of games at home at Arrowhead Stadium. It kind of just everything's fell that way. Um, but now we get the great opportunity to go on the road, play in a hostile environment, one that I haven't been able to play with, sta- with fans in the stands. Um, and even though I know it's going to be hostile and it's gonna, there, there are going to be people talking trash and everything like that, I'm excited for it because, I mean, it's one of the best environments in football, and you want to do that when you grow up watching these games is play in the best environments and see what it's like. 
Now, the thing about the – it's not that I think Patrick Mahomes will have any issues playing on the road. Again, I think he, in some ways he's going to revel in this and love being the villain and going in and trying to rile up the crowd. It's just they have enjoyed this amazing home field advantage with Arrowhead. It's like I want to give credit to the Kansas City Chiefs fans because they have made that place one of the hardest places to play even before Mahomes got there. Yeah, but is it because the team was so good – uh, they're a better team in the past that that home field works so much. Are you sure that this is just not a worse Chiefs team? And I specifically, there's one, there's two areas. The receivers are bad, but also, I mean, the offensive line, all their penalty machines, like yeah. they stink right yeah. now. But that also depends on, are the refs going to call it? There, there hasn't been a game this year where they haven't been calling everything on Jawan Taylor. I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a big problem for Kansas City home or away. Haven't you noticed, though, the yeah. referees really haven't been calling a lot of those holding holding penalties in the playoffs so far. Like the well, wild card the, round, they really let teams play. Uh, in the secondary, I think they hit, did they hit Taylor a couple times? Or am I imagining this? I, I feel like the Chiefs got some holding penalties because for one reason, because they hold on every play. That's the only way to keep the Dolphins <laughs> yeah, somewhat I, in that game. I think the Chiefs offensive line is my big concern here. I, my other concern, though, is the Bills will have nobody who we... Are they going to have third stringers all up and down their lineup? Well, you talk about Mahomes running. Yeah. I mean, the the pass rush for Buffalo has actually held up quite nicely. Okay, those these guys are healthy. Those guys are, are somewhat healthy, but no, they are healthy. It's just the linebackers. There's nobody there. Like, you have not heard of any of these guys. And mm. so for Isaiah Pacheco or for uh, for Patrick Mahomes when he gets to the second level, like, that would be a big concern. So all that, everything you're saying lends towards run the ball. It's it's ironic. It's not going to be Allen versus Mahomes who wins this game. I still think it is, though. I, I, I think it's going to be them running first of all it's going to be Josh Allen running the ball we know that but also it's going to be Mahomes like having to make a play and probably with his legs listen one of the biggest plays that he's made mm -hmm. in a non-Super Bowl would have been the AFC championship game last year ah. he's on one leg and you know the Bengals push him out of bounds to get that 15-yard penalty yeah. and it put them in position for a field goal. oh he's had some great postseason runs yeah uh, just a quick number on this game the spread is 45 and a half. When they played in 2021, the 13 second game, it was 54 and a half. <laughs> so this, uh, everyone knows these are two quite different teams. Here's Josh Allen talking about the familiarity with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, we've, we've played this team once throughout this year, but really we've played them every year for the last, I think, four or five years. So um, I think it's two teams that are very familiar with each other. So the wrinkles that they put in, that we put in, that we adjust to, um, you know, those are going to be key to, to winning this game. Yeah, it will be. I mean, they know each other so well. And it, that's, why, again, why I think it comes down to Allen and Mahomes. Because ultimately, when you know each other's game plans and you've seen everything, <laughs> and, you know, the Chiefs, like, you're not getting surprised by Dalton Kincaid. What do you have, 12 catches against the Chiefs early this year? Like, the Bills know what's going on. They understand Rashi Rice is the one who's getting the targets now. Like, they understand who Pacheco yeah. is. It's it's just all about these two guys. And then as a quick one, Chris Jones. <laughs> Wait, who's calling this game? It's Romo and Nance, right? Uh no, the Eagle the Dolphins game was Chris it was uh No, no, well, I'm talking Jason about Garrett, who's calling it? this game? The one this oh, weekend. Oh, this one I believe is Nance and Is it Romo. Nance and Romo? Yeah. Can we double check that? So last week when the uh <laughs> when the Chiefs played the Dolphins, it was Tariko and Jason Garrett actually. But we found this, that Chris Jones of the Chiefs actually has a really great Chris Collinsworth 
impersonation. This is what it sounds like. Listen, guys, we're talking about a guy, Patrick Mahomes, who's been throwing the ball since he was eight years old. <laughs> That's Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> How good? Pretty good. I mean, it's pretty spot on. Can you do, you, that was you, awesome. A lot of people do Collinsworth. Can you do Collinsworth? I don't have a... I, like. He's a... You can do it. Go ahead. Well, he's a, this guy, right? I mean, that's all I know. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes in the womb was throwing 50-yard darts past his uh. mother's uterus. Stuff like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big uterus. By the way. 855 He's also quite a fan of these two quarterbacks. It's going to be hard to contain Kyle. No, he's not calling it. It's Romo and oh. Nance. Yes, it's Romo oh, and Nance. Oh, Romo. Oh, man. What? Wish they should flip it. <laughs> My bad. What a day. <laughs> what what could Romo possibly say? There's going to be a couple gems out of this. Uh, Jim. Here we go, Jim. It's the second quarter. Here we go. Here's Tony. <laughs> Do you know that the whole show, Perloff, that sucked? That I thought was that was Tony. Tony. Like, it's Jim Nance, Jim Nance doing a Jack Nicholson. I, I couldn't wrap my head around that. That's why I was telling you, Jim Nance is is being turned slowly into the Joker because of what he's dealing with with Tony Romo. Here's Tony. You thought Tony Romo was saying that about himself? Yeah, no. You thought Nance well, that... brought up The Shining because they were snowed in together in Buffalo last week and that Tony Romo pulled off that impersonation? No shot. Gosh, it's this is going to be good. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Because you know this game is going to be bonkers, and you know Tony Romo is going to be on ultimate nonsense. He's going to say the silliest stuff. What's he going to say about Taylor? He keeps botching that. He keeps calling her Kelsey's <laughs> wife. wife. Yeah. Like, multiple times. Meanwhile, according to page six, they're getting engaged this summer. Just put that in your cap. Big Dave is our pal in Kentucky. Good morning, Dave. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing okay. You feeling any better about your Cowboys, or are you still miserable? Go Bengals. <laughs> What'd you say? Go, go, Bengals. Go, Bengals. What about the Bengals? They're sitting at home. Oh, he's a Bengals fan now, oh, not yes, a Cowboys you've fan. Yeah, switched. Uh, apologies. Logical. Yes, I'm sorry. You'll have to excuse me. I'm a little slow. Yeah, it's okay. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. This is kind of my Cowboys parting shot to you guys. What do you got? Um, I'm done. I mean, I'm. I just wanted to call in and officially declare that ripped up the Cowboys fan card after being a fan since I was 12 years old. Wait, hold on, I'm Dave. Not. I don't know if you heard this clip. I want to play it for you and the rest of the audience about the Mike McCarthy's press conference yesterday. Fear not, Dave. You've got a championship culture. My message would be this: uh, we, we we have established a, a you know. A championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but you know, I, I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. Dave, fear not. You've got championship everything. You just haven't won the world championship. How 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 better could it could this all be summed up than that? <laughs> we, we we have a championship culture. It's just not a world championship culture. I mean, that that says it all. That's seriously that that is the icing on the cake right there. That that sums everything up 
perfectly. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> what, what, what kind of championship? <laughs> my, uh, but listen, I'm serious, guys. I'm serious. Listen, I love your guys' show. Probably not going to be called in much. Oh, you know, no. At least, for, at least for a while. But, I, you know, listen. Cincinnati, I'm a Bengals fan now. I live in the uh-huh. area. Most of my friends are Bengals fans. So why why buck the trend? I have no reason. Wait, Dave, don't go dark on us. You know, don't go into the don't go into the cave. You got to keep calling the show. It's it's a bad Dave. Time why did you just pick one of the remaining teams? Just just as an exercise, who's your favorite remaining team? Because the Bengals are not playing, obviously. Uh, How about KC? Probably the Bills. Probably the Bills because I, you know, I root for for Josh Allen. I think think he's a generational talent that's just had some bad breaks. You know, last the last year wasn't him the reason why that they didn't move on. I mean, he he did his job, and of course the defense gave up. Yeah, he gave up a last minute score, but uh, your Bengals, they got smoked. Well, Dave, I'm sorry to tell you, but the bandwagon's full for the Bills. We closed the doors on that a while ago. If you're not in, you weren't in before, I don't know if we can what? let you in now. I expected you to be gracious there, Maggie, <laughs> no, not say that. I'm sorry, Dave. You know I love you, but uh, bandwagon's full. We're not accepting new fans at this moment. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, hope you get your ass kicked. <laughs> oh. Dave, you're but the absolute serious. best. Listen, we're only going to play that Mike McCarthy clip a thousand times this offseason. Yeah. Don't worry about I it. But, <laughs> don't blame me. A championship that's, program. That's, that's it's just not the real championship. That, that, that's, that's it all. I hope they play that at Jerry Jones' funeral. Dave, you're the absolute best. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. Sorry, what? the bandwagon's closed. I know Dave is we make a lot of exceptions because we love Big Dave around here, but I I I can't. Can I pick a new one though? No. Absolutely no. not. Well, no. I have a reason though. Can I become a Ravens fan? Because Ravens, Eagles, same, same. We almost have the same mascot. I think you're allowed to root for an out-of-conference fellow bird team. No, don't you know the saying, birds of a feather flock together? Yes. You're not of the same feather. You're an eagle. That's a raven. (laughs) Oh, I... Right. It's like an Alfred Hitchcock thing if those two birds start hanging out. That's when you got (laughs) to really run for the hills. Actually, I I never really understood that expression until now. So different (laughs) kinds of birds don't like each other? Is that the... uh, did you never see Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds? I have seen The Birds, yeah. And that's the scary part is because all the birds, the different types of birds are mixing with each other and then they peck everybody's eyes out. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a Ravens fan, if I can quote some Edgar Allan Poe now with like uh, <laughs> The Raven Nevermore, come on, give me The Ravens. Why not? You you said no Bills fans here. No. And you guys are going to take, Jets you fans. take the best team yeah, in the, the NFL. Yeah, the number one seed in the AFC. Come, come on. on. All right, fine. I'll take the Niners. <laughs> How big of you? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You know, we were talking with Big Dave about the Cowboys. We had a conversation about Dak Prescott and how they really have no choice but to pay him this offseason. Riches in Chicago wants to propose another option. Good morning, Rich. Morning, guys and gals. I, uh, I, this is a mystery to me, and maybe you guys can shed some light on this. But given the Trey Lance situation with the trade last year, yeah, and given that the 49ers gave up three first-rounders, Cowboys got him for a fourth-round pick, and believe it or not, he wasn't activated for one game this year. Yep. He was the emergency number three quarterback 
one slot above Roger Staubach as the emergency quarterback. <laughs> I mean, this is getting to be ridiculous. <laughs> but why would they take Cooper Rush out? He's proven that he can win you a game if need be. Yeah, but look, you traded for you traded for a guy that the 49ers didn't know. He, he's very similar to me. He's got the same problem that Jordan Love had, and that is you didn't know if he could play because they parked him behind Rodgers. Well, you got the same thing here with, with, with Trey Lance. So if you don't play him, I'll give you an example. Late in this past year, they were playing a meaningless game against the Giants, if you remember. had no bearing on, on, the, on the seating. Yeah. And they didn't even tr- throw him into that game to say, let's see if he can play. And the reason you probably should, that's one reason. But the second reason, let's assume he can't. Wouldn't you want to showcase them a little bit and move them? Yeah, shop them around. Why, yeah, I Rich, mean, why in the world? I think you, I think it's a. It's, I don't know if I, this is true. And Rich, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you. I, I think it's they don't even want to get anything going with like a Dak Trey Lance. Like, they don't even muddy the waters with anything. That's a good point. One thing to remember about Trey Lance, he is young. He's still he's twenty three. He's younger than Bo Nix. He's one day younger than Michael Penix. So there's two guys in this draft that teams are looking at that are older than Trey Lance. So I, I, I find Trey Lance to be an interesting prospect. But that's a great point about Jordan Love. We have no idea what Trey Lance is. No, not a clue. Not the slightest. I don't think even Kyle Shanahan really had an idea. I know that he didn't want him, but still, he can maybe develop into something. I don't know. That's an interesting point, though. Next year, Trey Lance better be the backup there, right? I, I would stick with Cooper Rush. Why not? He then why would, is Trey he Lance He made it win 5-1 with you. But I, who knows? <laughs> I, Who I, knows? Rich has a great point. That why is he on the roster? They gave Jerry one. He's like, let me do one thing. All right, old man. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Uh, coming up, the biggest question on the field in these divisional round games. We will answer them next. Don't move. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. Auto zone restrictions apply. Maggie, I don't like the weather reports that I'm seeing out there. Seeing some some negative stuff. I just saw a headline that multiple players got frostbite at that Miami uh, KC game last week. Wait, players or fans? Players. Really? Yes. I so, saw the fans got a lot of calls to medics and stuff. In the hospital. I am worried, and maybe because it's really cold here in New York, I, I'm worried that Baltimore and um, this Buffalo game are going to be a disaster. I need some good. What happened to four years ago when everybody scored forty points a game? I am. <laughs> this is not to your liking. With I thought you loved uh, football weather. I like snow. I don't like cold. I that's why I'm I'm actually sneaky excited for that Tampa Bay Detroit game. At least somebody can throw the ball. Uh, and then San Francisco is going to. It's got to be nice, right? I haven't even looked at their weather report. So for the Buffalo game, it's going to be clouds and sunshine, um, high of 27, balmy for this time of year, and winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. So That, that ain't good. I mean, it's mile better an hour than 20 wind. to 25 or whatever they had last week that they had to cancel the game. Wait, Chris is in Northern California. You're going to the Niners game. Good morning, Chris. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? Um, I just... Uh... Wanted to talk to you guys about my Niners, uh, you know, my Niners chances tomorrow. Um, I think we have a really great chance to, to the championship game. You know, our defense, we're rested. 
uh, we got a lot of guys coming back yep. from an injury, and uh, it's it's gonna. Oh, Chris, we lost you. I mean, uh, I'm gonna agree on all fronts, and I think that Chris is smart to bring up health, especially when it comes to the 49ers. You're gonna have an absolutely fresh Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. You are gonna have an absolutely fresh Debo Samuel, an absolutely fresh Trent Williams. I mean, this is that's as good as you can hope for. The forecast in Santa Clara on Saturday, overcast with rain at times, the high 62 yeah. winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. You know how that the Bay Area is. Like that rain, that forecast could change five times before then. I don't know. If there's a rainy game, you might say the bad weather team be Green Bay, but I don't really see it that way at all. Rainy, I don't know who it helps. Rainy game, you'd go to the ground game for both yeah, Aaron yeah, yeah. Jones and Christian McCaffrey is not bad. I think it yeah. McCaffrey, Debo, Trent Williams, I would give the Niners a run game edge. The key is McCaffrey. And that's why he was my MVP over Purdy. Um, okay, let's get deeper into these games. We're gonna uh play a little little game called on field, off field. EJ explain. Okay, so basically I'm gonna give you guys a question for on the field with these teams and a question off the field related to the game. So okay. let's start with the first game of the weekend. Ravens Texans. So on field. CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's are looking to become the first rookie QB, rookie coach deal to go to the conference championship mm-hmm. since Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez in 2009. Within five years, is this a Super Bowl winning tandem? Uh, Ooh. Can I go? Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's go. I mean, they'll probably lose a really good offense coordinator, Bobby Slowick, this offseason. I bet she ends up in Washington. But yes, I am. Uh, I want a future on the Houston Texans because it's the quarterback, right? And TJ Stroud, if he's this good now, He's not even an older guy like uh, Michael Pettix and Bodix. He's young. I, I'm in. Got to be honest. I, I was going to wait and save this one for you guys for the offseason, but I don't see this going in a straight line like that. Mm. When is that really? I mean, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Okay. Maybe he's as good as Burrow. It's possible. But here's the thing I could see there's a thing called a sophomore slump. If you don't get off to a hot start next year, then it's like, here's the noise and people questioning like, oh, well, you're just off to a hot start. I love Stroud. He was the most NFL ready. But are any of the other guys in the class start to catch up with him a little bit? I just don't I don't think this is going to run as smoothly and it's going to go, you know, first year playoffs, second year Super Bowl, third year win the Super Bowl, fourth year take over the world like I, I don't. It's never it never works that perfectly. One thing their GM is on a just absolute tear he right is. now with the draft. So that's uh, the other reason too. I think Nick Casario can build a winner. I mean, it was also the Will Anderson pick, which I hated at the time. We all hated. We're like, what are they doing? And you go down up their last two or three years of drafting have been great. I, I think that they're Wait, building something. Let's be clear. We didn't hate the pick. We hated that they had to trade. Yeah, yeah. They, right, they had right. to trade with Arizona. And they had to give away yeah, yeah. Their, their higher pick. We and, all love Will Anderson. And by the way, I think we all agreed that was a huge price to pay up when you already had the number two pick. And boy, were we wrong. Okay, so off the field. So a Ravens win this week would give the great city of Baltimore its first ever conference title game since this organization was founded. Uh, the city is known for many things, but particularly its love for a specific seasoning. So, Old Bay, yeah. a fan or not a fan? I'm a, I am love Old Bay. Um, but wait, Baltimore's never hosted a conference championship? No, what? They, 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 every time they've been a conference championship game, they've been on the road, including huh. the time they went to the Super Bowl. But are you talking about the Ravens, Ravens. that used to be the Browns I, and not the old Colts? Anyway, yeah, that's why I said since this organization Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not a big, I don't like hot things. But Old Bay is not too hot. It's uh, yeah, that's totally solid with me. Not a fan. Oh, 
Really? Wait, it, it, I don't love that flavor, and people put it on fries and stuff. I would just rather have ketchup on a fry. I'm not a big crab person. You want to know why? It's so much work for such a little amount of, like, meat. You have get to a, do so much cake. work. Okay, crab cake. You want to know? I hate to break it to you. That's mostly imitation crab in that thing. Well, not in Baltimore. Wow. They, they take it serious. <laughs> but anyway. What a downer that comment was. I'm not. I uh, grew up in the restaurant business. I am not a huge crab person. Okay. So let's go to the next game. So we have the Packers and the 49ers. So the Packers defense had a resurgence against the Cowboys last week, playing so well against a team that really was very one-dimensional in the past game. Are you concerned about the Packers defense facing a Niners offense that can attack you both through the air and on the ground? Yes, extremely <laughs> so. That's the thing I'm number one worried about because I saw, like, look at what the Raven, uh, what the Ravens defense was able to do to the 49ers. Like, the Green Bay defense isn't even in the same stratosphere as the Ravens defense. And the 49ers made them, you know, excuse me, the Ravens won that game. I'm sorry. Ravens made the 49ers look really, really bad. Green Bay Packers not even in the same stratosphere as that defense. I, I think that if they looked extra good because the Cowboys were mm -hmm. so one-dimensional, this is going to be the biggest challenge that Green Bay defense has had. You know what gives me hope about Green Bay's defense is that Chicago game because they won 17-9, I believe, in the last game. But Chicago was playing really well offensively, and Green Bay, maybe it's a different Green Bay offense. Now, it was less than a month ago that Baker Mayfield just destroyed them, and the Panthers scored 30. I think it's better than it was, but I got to say I'm not worried about this. It would be ridiculous. What's the off the field? Okay, so Chris, uh, Kyle Juzic's wife, Kristen, went viral last week when it was re released that she designed the custom Travis Kelsey jacket that Taylor Swift wore to the Chiefs-Dolphins game last week. If you could get Kristen to make you one custom jacket for any non-active NFL player, who would you pick? Bruce Smith. Mm. I would like a Bruce Smith jacket. That seems pretty fly. Wait, wait. I don't understand. How's it? Oh, for one non-active NFL player, yeah, she, you, you, she, you get one of those big Kristen coats. Kristen says, hey, I'll give you I'll gift you one of these custom-made coats with okay. a non, for a non-active NFL player. Uh, okay. Uh, well, well, for me, my favorite player ever is Randall Cunningham. So, okay, yeah, those would be pretty fly jackets. Kyle Green, uh, yeah, uh, the, the the Green and Kelly Green, yeah, that would be, be pretty sick. Okay, let's go to. Bye, the can I play out one thing to warn you guys in advance? My thirteen-year-old daughter thinks Taylor Swift is the uncoolest, most unstylish person in the entire country, and she hates on everything she wears. That so jacket I'm was curious. fly, though. I'm curious that, what she thought. That jacket, that, was could, that jacket was pretty good, but it was so cold, I could barely see through that glass to see what was going on. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go to the Sunday games on field. The Lions have been the lovable darlings of the NFL, but the team did come into the season with big expectations. And as Detroit enters this game as a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home, would a loss sat a Sunday to the Bucks uh, be a disappointment to you guys? <laughs> 100%. I mean, I, I think for Detroit... Listen, there's a generous read here that you've broken some postseason droughts and you've given your fans something to cheer about, but you're a six-point favorite at home. You have a chance to basically waltz into the NFC Championship game. It would be such a disappointment if they lose. Yeah, and the fact that you got Tampa Bay and not a Philadelphia team that was playing well. I think if you lose to the Eagles and the Eagles are a normal Eagles team, but Tampa Bay barely made the playoffs. I think the expectation is, is defined by the opponent here, too. Although I, I think Tampa Bay's playing pretty well. Uh, but I, I think the perception is bad. 
The funny thing is, there was a point in the season where the Lions looked like a real Super Bowl favorite, and then they took a huge step backward. So I don't think it's total devastation. It's not like Cowboys-level devastation. Nothing is. But the fact that they're favored here, it's just going to feel like they're still such a lovable team that I think they can survive this. I mean, is there anybody neutral who doesn't like this team? They're very likable. Uh, what do you? What's the off-the-field question? Okay, so off-field here. The average ticket on the secondary market for this Lions bus game is going for $1,186, an NFL record, according to Tix Picks. What is the most money you've ever spent on a ticket to a live event. Wow. Oh, that's privileged information. Um, I'll go. I, I I actually got three tickets to a Warrior Sixers game, and they were high up, and it was still about three eighty of ticket because it was like a hundred dollars service fee. And to get into Warriors games in peak Steph Curry is impossible. It costs so much money. So. That to me, and that's the only... Yeah. I haven't bought a lot of tickets lately because I tr- prefer to try and get a credential. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty secret about going into this business. Uh, but secondary market is crazy. I, I think anything you buy on there is expensive. Yeah. Man, well, how am the most I've spent for a ticket? I think that the most was probably Knicks, Cavs, wanted to see LeBron James in person, got a little caught up in the hype, spent a little too much. I think that was like a $300 plus ticket to see mm. LeBron James and the ticket was not good. I'll say this about the garden. Uh, you know, I obviously disagree with the owner on a lot of things, but the sight lines in there are, are excellent. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Anywhere you sit, you could, you could see everything. Oh, is yeah. anyone, um, is anyone here sitting courtside for when LeBron comes in a couple weeks? Oh yeah, I am. Wow. Look at you. If you get an extra ticket, I'm not passing that one up. Too late, EJ. <laughs> uh, anyway, last game we have here. Okay. Uh, Bill's chiefs. <clears throat> The Bills are suffering uh, several key injuries, particularly a linebacker with Terrell Bernard and Tyrell Dodson's status on for Sunday in questionable in question. Uh, can the banged up Bills stop Isaiah Pacheco? <laughs> no, 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 they can't. And that's that's the biggest thing that keeps me awake. Besides the conspiracy theory that the NFL wants the Taylor Swift train to keep going and they're going to give all the calls to the Chiefs. My second biggest worry is stopping the run. Isaiah Pacheco has shown that he can take over games, and the linebacking yeah. core for the Bills is just so decimated. I'm almost more worried about that than I am of Mahomes, which I'm sure I will regret saying. But and maybe it was a weather, but was Pacheco is slightly underwhelming against the Dolphins, who are also crazy shorthanded. I thought like Pacheco maybe they were it was winning just by so, so much. It was just so cold, but it felt like he was getting stuffed at the line a lot a uh, in the second half, and they just kept feeding him. He does not scare me that much. I don't think he's he's not like. Jameer Gibbs touches the ball, could be 50 yards. Pacheco, he runs so angry, but he's not. But they wear you down. They wear. You, that's a question. Are you talking 30 carries of Isaiah Pacheco? I he, I don't know. I think there were scarier things here. Okay, and off the field, Life and Style Magazine says Taylor Swift's relationship with Travis Kelsey is taking a toll on her. It mentions that the constant travel every weekend for Kelsey's games have been a bit of an issue. <laughs> Wait until she gets to Buffalo. And she just <laughs> came from the, one of the coolest games in NFL history. Will another cold weather game in Buffalo be the nail in the coffin coffin for the Swift Kelsey relationship? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to keep going to all these games. You kind of have to. I mean, it's as a fan, you, if she doesn't come and they lose, then it's her fault. She's been to more games this season than like a lot of fans go to in their whole life. <laughs> uh, by the way, there's no end. This is ending a marriage and kids. Two yeah. kids, I'm 100% convinced. And I've actually been there since the beginning. I never thought this was fake, like Maggie, to sell records and whatever. Yeah, I I still think it's fake. But they're just really 
committed to the bit. <laughs> so much so that they bring children into this world just to fully commit. Uh, all right, there's our on the field, off the field. Thank you, EJ. You got it. And I even have one quick hot take. Yes. If anyone's breaking up this relationship, it is not Taylor. Oh, you think Travis walks away? I, I think she's so smitten with this dude that... I mean, the fact that she's going to Buffalo this weekend proves that. I know. He, he got to, but he flew to Buenos Aires. Like, that's not an yeah, easy flight. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a hard flight, but it's a great place to go. Unlike Buffalo, when it's 27 and 50 mile an hour wind. <laughs> you know, they call Buffalo the Buenos Aires of, <laughs> West, of Western New York. <laughs> it's got a lot of similarities. Uh, Bogus has headlines. <laughs> yeah. Guys, the story so far has been the quality of players leaving Alabama since Nick Saban been retired and Kalen DeBoer got hired, but the head coach is now adding somebody, QB Austin Mack, who just redshirted while Michael Penix played QB for DeBoer Washington. Of course, the Tides still have Jalen Miller under center, plus five-star recruit Julian Sayam. Ohio State about to get a commitment from Bill O'Brien, apparently. The Patriots offensive coordinator expected to take that same position with the Buckeyes. We're told that Ryan Day was looking to give up play-calling duties. From the NFL, Mike Vrabel interviewed with the Chargers yesterday, the Falcons and Seahawks showing interest as well. The Titans met with Panthers OC Thomas Brown for their top vacancy yesterday, and the Bears expected to interview Cliff Kingsbury for their OC job. It was the Oklahoma City Thunder that finally cooled off the Jazz. Three to shoot, Shade with two, spins, arcs a fadeaway, and the right, 21-foot jumper and rips the cores. Oh, and a shot by SGA. Cold-blooded, baby. Thunder up six. Matt Pinto, Thunder Radio, Shea, Gilgis Alexander with 31, 27 from one of the Jalen Williamses. OKC, a 134-129 victory in Utah. The Jazz had won six in a row overall, nine straight at home. Anthony Edwards scored 26 of his 28 after halftime to lead Minnesota past Memphis, 118-103. And the Knicks topped the Rockets, 113-109, behind 41 from Jalen Brunson. Uh, And I must mention that the Warriors are not playing again tonight, scheduled to host the Mavs. This is their second postponement following the sudden death of assistant coach Dayan Milojovic earlier this week. Checking the men's top 25 scoreboard, number 10 Memphis blew a 20-point second-half lead, losing at home to South Florida, 74-73. Number 23 FAU excuse me, held off Wichita State, 86-77. Those Shockers have now dropped six in a row, their longest skid since the 08-09 season. Two of the best on ice met last night in Boston. Puck wrenched over to the near side. Coyle picked it off. And now McKinnon, bothered by Coyle, to Pasternak, shoots, he scores! Now you control that hat. David Pasternak with a couple of goals here in the third period. He completes the hat trick as he steps it in from the bottom of the right circle. Judd Surratt on Bruins Radio. David Pasternak, the three goals in Boston's 5-2 win over Colorado. And from our ninth-year college tight end to a soon-to-be 47-year-old closer, Fernando Rodney. He of 327 career saves, three All-Star games, and one world title Wants back on a big league mound. He last pitched in the majors in 2019. Since then, he's been bouncing around the Mexican League where he assumes he'll begin the coming season. Rodney says his fastball still touches 95 at times, and he wants to still be pitching when he's 50. Why can't you 
be a relief pitcher of 46. This does not seem outrageous to me. Yeah, <laughs> when you get hit around in the Mexican League, I think the jump up to the majors is the problem. He had well, a, a 5.4 ERA in the Mexican League. Yeah. <laughs> Regard, I just don't see how your skills deteriorate bad? so much as a pitcher. I feel like you don't have to run, so just uh, get up there and throw gas. Listen, trust me, I'm, I understand. Well, see, the problem is you, if you're if throwing gas is your game, you can't pitch till you're 50 or 45. If mm-hmm. you're Jamie Moyer and you want to throw junk then in guy guts and guile and you want to Bartolo Cologne this thing, then sure, pitch until until your arm falls off. But if you're talking I can still touch ninety five, I don't need a forty five year old this, relief pitcher for that. This to me is sadder than Cam McCormick by a mile. Like Cam McCormick, he's not he's not making millions of dollars, you know, doing this. Yes, he's college. the Getting his thing. ninth year of eligibility. Right. I mean, R- Fernando Rodney was a, a one time a, a great relief pitcher, I would say. Yeah. Like, And he's made millions of dollars. Like, come on. Let's find something else. <laughs> I'm looking at a list of old oldest players in MLB history. Guys are going into their 50s and 60s. Satchel Page was 59. <laughs> <Yes. famous>. I think. <laughs> Satchel Page. They're going I back mean, to the 40s? Nolan Ryan, 46. Obviously, you mentioned Jamie Moyer. There are a lot of pitchers on there. I think Julio Franco is still playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took Rodney yeah. deep last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mexico City. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wow. know. Everyone's so desperate for bullpen help. Has there ever been a team that's not desperate? I, I think him, Sam Darnold will win a playoff game, and Fernando Rodney's going to have a save in the playoff it's game. It's funny looking at these stats because it seems like Rodney, he fell off a cliff because in 2022, playing for Tijuana and the Giantes, he he's had a 2.44 ERA. Basically, what happened? He pitched really well. He turned 46. Yeah, he turned 40, t- 45. He still had it, but in 46, yeah. it was it was rough. He's basically Gas eastbound and down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Powers? Definitely. Bogish, thank you so, so much. You're welcome, Mom Dad. <laughs> the dossier that Pete is building on me. Is Here's Tony. Hey. <laughs> I still can't believe that was Nance. I can't. I Nance can't wrap is, my head around this. Nance is slowly going insane, like Jack Nicholson. What is happening to my friend Jim? This is awful. <laughs> Here's Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Do you know how everyone says Bill Belichick's really funny when he's away from the camera? Jim Nance is exactly like Jim Nance, a broadcaster, away from the camera. Exactly. Did he say hello, friends, when he greets you? What do you think he says? Of course he says that. He literally says hello, friends, when you say hi to Jim Nance. You've been around Jim Nance. He's a normal, straight-laced dude. There's no No, wildness there. Perloff beat Jim Nance on his home golf course. This recreation of the famous uh, Pebble Beach hole. Which is at Pebble Beach. Is it not? Wait, but hold on. When you set the record straight. You go up to Jim Nance. You meet him for the first time and shake his hand. He says, hello, friends. Hello, friends. Uh, I Yeah, he will. Wow. No, I mean, he doesn't say it all the time, but he'll make a joke out of that. Like, I remember we walked into his house and he said, hello, friends. <laughs> hello, friends. he knows everyone expects it. Oh, okay. He wasn't like, hi, Andrew. Good to meet you. He's like, hello, friend. <laughs> hello, you know friends. Some people who are on air and they turn out to be like real wild men off the <clears throat> yeah. totally different, like famous broadcasters. <laughs> That is, <laughs> that is not Jim Nance. He's evil. Can Who's a famous like partying broadcaster from the back in the day? I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've heard Berman's like that, right? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a famous line that I don't know if I want to say here. Okay, you, it's up to you. I'm I'm pleading the fifth. Get the dump button ready, Pete. <laughs> no, it's I not that. I want to hear the story. No, the floor I'm is with, yours. I'm I mean, with somebody, but whatever. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> you leave the audience hanging like that? Uh, no, I, I actually don't know the story. Can you share it? No, I, I can't. I think I know where you're going. It's it's all hearsay. 855-212-4CBS. And we have to take a break. 855-212-4227. Uh, okay. The big story with one of the premier franchises in the NFL. They're at a crossroads. They took one road more traveled. We get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Hey. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So much to do. As we are right here on the eve of the divisional round kicking off tomorrow. A couple things to clean up, though, from yesterday. Mike Tomlin spoke to the media. Uh, Quite a different tone at this press conference than the last one where he's walking off uh, Buffalo as a loser. And he even made a joke about uh, the question about his contract where last time he was asked this, he walked off stage. Today, big smile. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon. Uh, In a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? (laughs) I'm telling you, the, the audio doesn't do it justice of how awkward that moment was. The smile on his face is so big and looks so fake. It's just <laughs> smiling doesn't come easy to this guy. It's like Belichick. <laughs> he smiles, looks like he's looking into the sun. Uh, more Tomlin says he could have handled that contract question differently. Um, I certainly could have handled uh, that situation better than I did, but I'll also say this. Um, I just believe there's a time and place for everything and Post-game press conferences are probably not the place uh, to address contract issues and things of that nature. It's just a very individual thing. And on game day, um, I doubt any of us are in that mindset. Certainly, I am not. Okay. Bigger things he said were about the quarterbacks. So let's hear what he had to say about Kenny Pickett and what he's expecting next season. There will be competition. There are all, there's always competition in this thing. Um, we don't anoint anyone. Um, man, I'm appreciative of his efforts and where he is and excited about continuing to work with him. But certainly, um, he will be challenged from a competition perspective uh, moving forward. Ugh. Okay, so what does that mean? Challenge from a competition perspective, who are they bringing in? Anybody. I mean, first of all, give me – did he talk about the offense quarter? Start there, play caller – I need, if Pickett is going to do what he did last year, I need somebody else there. I want, my personal choice would be Justin Fields, a guy, because you can run the ball and can throw the ball long. So you can hit, you keep Pickens happy and you can let that defense win games. I think he's a great fit there. Okay, but what do we think Justin Fields is going to get as a trade? Like, are you really giving up? Second rounder. Okay, but you're giving up a second round pick when you have a first rounder right there. So, like. Oh, you mean get a rookie. I'm just, I I don't know. I'm just saying that's, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you think you really are close to being a Super Bowl contender, do you really want to spend a second round pick just to bring in competition for for Kenny Pickett? 
Maybe. I'm just asking the question. Well, I feel like they're a win-now team, so that's why a guy with a little experience like Justin Fields, where they draft, are they going to get Bo Nix? And can you have Kenny Pickett and Bo Nix in the same practice? You won't know who's practicing unless you put their number on the helmet. They're the same exact dude. EJ, who do you think they should bring in? Joe Flacco. Veteran, knows the division, tough. I think that, you know, he's had experience. I think he makes a lot of sense. He played really well this year. Yeah, I was looking at, like, a Jake Browning, but he's an exclusive rights-free agent, so, like, the backup to... Uh, Joe Burrow, but I don't know if they'll be able to get him because of. I, I think it's someone like that. Just bring in a high end backup. Yeah, for but Kenny is it Pickett. Browning and Pickett are. I, I want a difference of style. Browning and Pickett are similar. Give me a running quarterback. 855 212 4CBS. 855 212 4227. We get back to the divisional round next. Who is the biggest danger of being upset? Who could be this week's Cowboys? We get to that next. Again, 855-212-4CBS. Maggie Perloff.